Diva Speaks podcast is the premier relationship podcast that explicitly deals with relationship matters from a woman's point of view. No subject is off limits. Relationship challenges, sex, intimacy, dating, infidelity, finances, heartbreak, and situationships are all a part of the discussion. Your relationship matters. What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome. And what's up to Diva Speaks podcast? Thank you for joining Diva, the Diva, on this pop-up podcast edition of Diva Speaks podcast, where we are going to be chopping it up um, from a different perspective today. So Diva Speaks relationships with young adults. So I want to I want to give myself a hand and a clap because I'm doing something a little different. I have a very special guest on um, this afternoon, um, and I'm going to be chopping it up with this extremely gorgeous, extremely gorgeous, if I may say so myself, um, young millennial. If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, sweetheart. Hey everyone, my name is uh, Daya. I'm 20 years old and, you know, I'm just here to kind of hear what the diva has to say. Oh my God. <laughs> you want to hear what the diva has to say? Yeah. Not mom, but the diva. <laughs> well, I appreciate you agreeing to come on the show. So that we can chop it up because I want to pick your brain and I want to have a conversation with you as a young person, as a millennial. And I think it's about time. What do you think? I think, I think it's good. I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the goal of this conversation is to create a space for honest communication, not only because you are a young adult and I feel like my generation needs to be more active in educating you guys about relationships, love, sex, and all that jazz, but because I'm your mom. <laughs> I'm your mom. So get all comfortable because I got a lot of questions I want to ask you. And I want you to be honest because there may be listeners out there in your demographic that can identify with what you have to say, questions you may have, or the answers to my questions that I'm asking you. So ready? I'm ready. The first thing I want to know is, honestly, how is the dating scene for you young adults? What is the dating climate like right now? It is terrible. <laughs> what do you mean by terrible? And what makes it so terrible? It is terrible because you have this, growing up, you look up to these people who grew up on 90s love, 70s type of love, and that's what you're seeing in movies, TV shows, and all of that. So that's what you aspire to be like. Oh my God. But it's not at all that way. And then it's like a reality shock when you get to know someone and you get into a relationship with someone and it's just like, wow, we fight, we argue, we go through these bumps in the road. And it's not so peaches and cream, you know? It's not. Wow. I, you know what? I've never even heard you um actually put it like that you grew up watching or being part of an audience of an of the 90s era of love and your parents which like myself 
we're 70s kids and we operated differently from what you're having to interact with. So how does that make you feel once you grow up and you're witnessing all of this and you're watching the shows and you get to hear your parents, your grandparents talk, but when you go out there, it's nothing like you expected. How does that make you feel? There's no words I can explain how it makes you feel, mm -hmm. but it does, it's a lot of room for trial and error. It's a lot of room for heartbreak because it's just like you expect someone to be like this, to bring you flowers, chocolates, dates, you know? And this generation is not so hung up on, you know, dates and, and meeting the parents and doing all of this stuff that you always see people do for the longest when, when you're growing up, you know? Oh, wow. So what are you saying that your generation dates are not like a high priority? It's not like at the top of the food chain. It's not something you do because that's something that my generation, if, if I were to be on the dating scene, which I'm not, that's something that is a must. You have to take me on a date. You have to court me in order for me to be your girl. So how do you even say or get to the point where you can say, well, this is my boyfriend or a young man can say, well, this is my girlfriend. How do you even get to that point if dates are not a part of the equation? Well, that's a very great question. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of the times we just jump into stuff thinking, okay, um, I think I read this meme, it would have something like this. It's just like we jump into um, talking to people. We're mm. always, we're forever in the talking stage because no one really goes out on dates. We don't really learn each other. And by that time we create this attachment, this bond, and then one day it just breaks off. We're just two people who, who are talking that now ignore each other. Oh, okay. I should have had this conversation with you prior to the podcast. <laughs> okay, sweetheart. So, because we used to talk in high school and literally we were talking on the phone. When you talk to somebody that involved us picking up the phone because we didn't have, well, most of my, you know, um, grade school years, we didn't, we only had rotary phones or phones in the house, landline phones, but when you talk, it was on the phone. You stayed up late at night, you know, sneaking on the phone after midnight, trying to, you know, keep that conversation going. Or you would talk to your special boo at lunch. You know, you sit down at the lunch table with them. And when you get through eating lunch, you would walk around campus, you know. So you, you guys are missing out on so much because dating should be a series of activities that the two of you are engaging in, in an attempt to get to know you better. Like you go out, you go bowling, rock climbing, laser tag. You guys do none of that stuff. Or is it just you black kids? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't date outside of my race. It's just my preference. That's um, fine, baby. But um, my experience has been by the way, audience, we're black. <laughs> when I say black kids. <laughs> yeah, so uh, my experience has really been like a lot of people, if you're not into, because I guess the drug of the 
the millennials uh-huh. is weed. Like, just to be honest, a lot of people, a lot of people I meet around my age, a little bit, you know, my peers all smoke. But weed. how is that, that? Okay, so so what so, you're saying is you get together during the talking phase. So you're still mm-hmm. talking, right? Right. Okay, so when you get together, because this is my perception along with what you just said, you get together, you have the Netflix and chill. Or is that, am I outdated with that? Or is that, okay. And then you smoke weed together. Yes. And that's what this generation considers an outing. It doesn't matter if it's an actual boyfriend, girlfriend relationship, mm-hmm. or if it's just a friendship. The, this is something that people find common interest in. And this is what people do when we say we're going to link and yes. stuff like this. This is what they do because let's just be honest we're all pretty young you know we've all just in your 20s just reached 20s you know if not you know we're all pretty young okay so we don't have financial stability we're not really great with keeping our finances intact to be able to say you know hey i got paid today by like sunday i'm broke because you know that's just the financial irresponsibility that we all have to learn and you're you're afforded that when you're in your 20s nobody's judging you for it but go ahead yeah so a lot of the times it can be hard to try to coordinate a date with somebody you know when all they can afford is something like McDonald's and you don't want to go to McDonald's because you expect to go to Okay, like okay, so that's that's my next question. And I'm listen, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I'm not, but I I, I have to ask, how do you how do you as my child even it's hard because I I raised you taking you to nice restaurants and exposing you to a lot of different things, different foods proper etiquette once we get to restaurants, restaurants where you have to be seated and or have a reservation. So how do you go from that, from your upbringing and what you said earlier about watching 90s type of love and then get with some dude who only can afford to take you to McDonald's or am I being outdated and is that considered being materialistic right now? That's, that would, you know how people say you have to be down and 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 be real until somebody comes up you know so it's not about right now for me personally it's not about how much a person can offer me it's about if you do offer you know oh wait repeat that i like that so so it's not about what now it's not about how much you do offer like how much you can offer me it's about like whether or not you extend, you know, the olive branch to say, hey, I can I can take you to McDonald's. You know, we can go on a little date to McDonald's. Okay. So it's the it's, thought behind it that yeah, matters that, to you. That counts. The most. Okay. You know, like I said, most of us are still trying to figure it out, trying to balance how, how we're going to pay rent, pay cell phone bill, get to and from work. How are we going to college? You know, college. How are we going to, you know, Get the latest Jordans, new shoes, and oh my still God. keep our hair done. Okay, so she drug me to the mall, dragged me <laughs> to the mall with her on Sunday, and she's educating me about Jordans and what did I not know? Jordans and Nikes? And yeah, you thought that, you know, all, all of <laughs> Nikes was Jordans? Yeah. Okay. I feel like you I thought they were the same brand. I mean, essentially, they kind of are hard, but they're different. It's, it's complicated. Okay, don't worry about it. 
okay, so, okay, so that's what the dating scene looks like for you. Okay, you know I gotta turn up the heat, sweetheart. So how does your generation or how do you approach premarital sex? Is sex casual? Is it like something casual that you guys don't care about? Is your generation more responsible about it? Or it's just whatever with you guys. Tell me how do you feel about premarital sex and be the voice for your generation and, and, and help us older people to understand where you're coming from so that I could give you some suggestions. Go ahead, baby. A lot of the relationships we are experiencing now are based off of sex. Okay. So a lot of a lot of relationships wouldn't even be relationships without sex. So it's really not a relationship. Couldn't wouldn't you just say that it's a situationship? Well, you still build a bond, you still have a relationship with that person. There's some level of intimacy between the two of mm -hmm. you. Okay. But if you if you take out sex, the relationship wouldn't last. Well, you know, we say if you have nothing but sex, then you have nothing. Because I'm just I'm just repeating what you're saying. If you're not engaging in any type of activities outside of getting linking up and smoking weed and the occasional Netflix and chill, and when you do link up after the Netflix and chill and, and your generation has, I guess, smoked, then there's sex. So that's all you is it is it a continuous cycle of doing nothing. It is a good <laughs> Okay. Okay. So I'm going to cheer thing. for myself. I got it right. So I get it. Yeah. I get it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. I'm not saying that that's, that's everyone. I'm not, I'm not speaking on everybody in this generation, but most of the people that I've come to encounter, mm -hmm. this is how it is. And this is how, like, when I talk to my, my friends that are girls that are females, and when I talk to my male friends, there's really a whole bunch of nothing and situationships going on right now. Hold on. We have um, a comment or a question. Hi, Ralph, the Ralph William podcast. Oh, I got to follow you, Ralph. Once um, we wrap up here at the show, thank you for your support. So Ralph wants to know um, from your generation, what would happen if a man did not engage in sex? For your generation, what would happen then? Good, good question, Ralph. I, I appreciate that. Tell, talk to him and, and explain to him if you met a young, if your generation, not you per se, you met a young man who's a great example. What he's just not ready. He hasn't found anyone that he is um, interested in, or he has religious belief. How would your generation view a young man that wasn't ready to engage in sex? That Honestly, would very. That would be considered very rare. Okay, nowadays. it's rare. Okay. So if I did come ac come across that, my honest opinion. I you would be, are you speaking for you right now? Myself. Okay. I would be shocked. I would. So because what, that's not normal. That's not. Oh wow, baby, really? Yeah. That I've never met a dude who's ever denied or didn't want to have sex. Oh, I. Ever. Ever. <laughs> ever <laughs> unless they were still like a baby i mean and they don't have no idea of the concept of sex so would you say that someone like that would they be shunned sweetheart or, or would they, they be would, they or would, would. would their sexuality be questioned I, I think um i hope i'm 
I hope I'm like venturing into other areas too, um, the Ralph William podcast as because if you do have a young man, and I would hope that there are a, a lot of young ladies out there too that are practicing abstinence or just not engaging in it at all, you know, would their sexuality be questioned because they choose not to? Do you think that's something that will probably happen? I do think that is uh, something that would probably happen, that they would um, get questioned if they're homosexual, you know, and and if they like girls, you know, because it's just, this generation is just so messed up, different, oh. I would say. Okay, I take it back. I don't <laughs> want to offend no one. It just, because like, yeah, back in the day, you know, sex on the first date was like a no-no. Absolutely. You, you were considered, considered fast, yeah. loose, That's Those are terms that we use. Hussy, I mean, the H-O word, you know? Yeah. So now what is it? Now it's more like, you know, nobody cares if you have sex on the first date. What do you mean nobody cares? What When you say like, nobody cares, like, so you're saying that if a girl goes out on a young lady because we're talking about young adults let me be clear young adults so if a young lady goes out with a guy she's really she's attracted to him he's attracted to her they mesh well okay well what do you say vibe they're vibing are you saying that she wouldn't be ashamed if, if they hooked up on the first day it's no big deal yeah it's no big deal to this generation it, a lot of a lot of things that your generation would consider wrong and you know not ladylike this generation's kind of normalized and made it and made it not a big deal if that makes sense so what do you guys care about when it comes to dating because i i think it's premature for for me to even approach the subject of marriage you're so young you're just starting out in life so i don't want to go that far but what if, what type of future do you want or uh, what do you what is your goal then what are you trying to get out of it? My, um, what I look for when I'm um, talking to somebody is time, attention. Okay. And just to know that I have somebody else that I can talk to, you know, okay. and, and that's genuinely going to care. You about know, you. I don't, I don't necessarily care about if you love me or not. It's about your loyalty to me because you can love anybody in the world and not be loyal to them. You know, why would you say that? That's funny you should say that. You can love anybody in the world and not be loyal. Wouldn't loyal wouldn't loyalty be a, a a a product of love? If I love you, then why wouldn't I be loyal to you? No. Because I can love you and still stab you in the back. No, you can't, sweetheart. Yeah, yes, I can. I can love you and still stab you in the back. You see, I, and that's and that's a generational that's that's a big gap because we're my old school way of thinking and i'm not old by the way i'm just in comparison to you my old school way of thinking is if you love me then you would be loyal to me and stabbing someone in the back or being disloyal wouldn't even be an option for you okay we have oh okay um so um the next comment is so young adults will have sex first and then try to get to know yeah i'm confused by that too he's he's actually wanting to be clear on what your generation the perception is is that young adults you guys your generation not you specifically will have sex first and then get to know each other later yes or no is that what you're saying pretty much um 
Not to that extent. Let, let me clarify. Okay, she's so, going to clarify. So like I said, we still do talk. We still have the talking stage to where we are getting to know each other. Now, back in the day, you know, you might have waited longer than we would. Oh, God, of course we would. But to shame somebody for having sex earlier than your generation would have, we just don't do that because it's just become the norm. Okay. So I could be talking to a dude for about three months. And then, you know, we decide together that we want to be intimate with each other. Okay. So do you, so there's no, okay. So do you experience pressure today? Um, to have sex earlier, you think than you would want to because you yourself ha have identified that this is the current dating trend. And I'm saying, you're saying to yourself, well, I know this is what people do, even though I don't want to do it, I'm just going to go ahead and do it because everybody else is doing it. Do you feel a pressure to move quicker or faster? Yeah. Then, wow, you do. Yeah, because a, a lot of the times, you know, People won't be loyal to you. They won't stick around that long just because of how young you are and just because of how this generation and how, you know, people act and how other young females may carry themselves. Young men out here will, will be like, okay, well, she's not going to do it. I'll just go get it somewhere else. So with everybody being so carefree, are they making protection a priority? That's, that's the next question. Is protecting yourself a priority since sex is not um, looked at the same way or held in high regard like it was in my day? I feel like yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you, you say, you're saying that protection is high on your list of priorities yes. for your generation. Yes. Okay, I hope for you too, sweetheart. Yes. Okay. Oh, you know what? So let me ask you this. Do you guys know how to identify red flags when dealing with someone? Like the warning signs that say, you know what? This is not good for me. This person is not good for me. Or this person doesn't seem wrapped too tight. Or this person looks like he may mean me no good. Or do you know red flags when you see them? Me personally, I try to see the good in everyone. So I'm more vulnerable to being oblivious. I am crushed. Oh my God, are you serious? Baby, seeing the, trying to see the good in people will get your heart broken every time. You have to be able to see the warning signs or what we identify as red flags so that you can dial it back a little bit. Because once, you know, once a person shows you who they are, you have to believe them the first time. So red flags would be an example, you know, of a person that is talking to you in a cruel and demeaning way or someone, you know, who gives you a lot of excuses as to why they can't honor the commitment that you, the two of you have made to go out on an outing. They always cancel on you. I mean, things like that. You don't, do you not know any red flags? I mean, I please like everyone. Give me two that you know. I'm give like, me two things that 
someone would do that if you were dating that you would instantly say that's that's it oh my god <laughs> really I feel like a lot of the expectations your generation might have, we don't. And what, what expectations do you think um, we, <laughs> what expectations do you think we <laughs> have? Like, I know, I know, I'm, I'm with you, um, Ralph. I, whoa, yeah, this is deep. I'm shocked here. <laughs> Um, uh, one of our commenters is saying there should be courses on this. Actually, I do have one of my earlier episodes. Um, it's entitled Red Flags. I, I have, I've listed like 15 different, you're going to listen to that tonight. Um, I've recorded 15 different uh, identifiers, red flags in a relationship. And you have to be able to identify also narcissistic behavior. Um, but go ahead, sweetheart. Yeah, I have to engage with my audience. You were telling me that the expectations of, of my generation, your generation don't have. Yeah, so a lot of the times, you know, you have to, you have to understand that we're all still pretty much trying to grow up, if that makes sense. So a lot of the things that, you know, you would consider a red flag I can't be like, oh, this is a red flag. I'm just not going to talk to you or else I wouldn't have nobody to talk to. <laughs> my dating my dating pool would be pretty much non-existent. You really feel like that? Yeah. So why not expand your dating pool? That's not my preference. Do you think I'm talking about race? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your options at this point? What are my options? What are your options? Generationally, what are your options? You could still, you still can date. You can still, you know, find somebody. Mm -hmm. It's just not how it was back when you were growing up. There's well, a whole new set of beliefs, a whole new mindset. So let me ask you this. So would it matter to you or does it matter to your generation if a young man or young lady has a set of beliefs, if they practice a particular faith, does that matter? Does, that, does it matter to you if this person believes in a higher being, a God? Does that matter to you? It matters to me if... What if they were in an occult? Like worship the devil. Yeah. Well, yeah, that matters. <laughs> okay, so you were raised in a Christian household. What if you met a young man who was a Muslim or was a Buddhist or Hindu or practiced Judaism? Well, I've never experienced that, so I wouldn't be able to necessarily tell you what I would do. Um, would that discourage you from dating them or looking at them as a dating um, candidate? No, because I actually want to learn more about other people's beliefs. And I, I've 
I want to learn as much as possible so that way I'm not just out here speaking nonsense, you know? Right. Like, I want to learn why do you believe what you believe, you know, and, and what makes you who you are. And, and, you know, like, it's not that I'm questioning my faith because I'm secure in my faith. Okay. But it's just like, okay, if I'm really interested in you and, you know, then I'm going to try to understand where you're coming from. And I'm not going to shame anybody for wanting to believe in their God. Okay. That's, you know what? I like that. That's very brave of you to share that. I, I commend you on that because I, you know, I haven't raised you um, to, you know, look down on someone for their beliefs and, and so on. So I, I pat you on the back for that. So tell me about, okay, before I kind of segue on to my next question, <laughs> he says, date a nerd or a church goer. <laughs> um, so how about this? Let's switch it up a little bit. Tell me about a time, share with the audience, um, with the, you know, don't include any names. Tell us about a time where you was in, you were dating someone and you experienced a major letdown. And maybe we can look back on it and kind of generationally, I can look at the situation and help you to understand my approach versus how you approached it. A major letdown. Disappointment. Or did you just want to get rid of everybody? <laughs> um, <laughs> how about I help you? Uh, okay, really? Okay, guys, we're having a sidebar conversation. Mm -hmm. I try not to include names <laughs> in my podcast, okay? Okay, share. Okay, so... Um, I was basically in college first year mm -hmm. and I met somebody I, I found interest in. I thought it was cute. He thought I was cute. We started talking. And you are extremely gorgeous, sweetheart. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> and we started talking and um, got to know each other. And then like, I don't know. It's just like once I felt that I knew him, I didn't anymore. Oh. And, and then... It was just like, he became very nonchalant about things. Felt as if he didn't care. If I felt like I was trying to force somebody to, to show me love and attention who didn't want to be there anymore. And it was disappointing because it's just like, you, you made me feel like, you know, this is how it was going to be. And it ended up being nothing. And I felt like it was a waste of time because then you end up talking to one of what I consider to be one of my best friends. And now y'all are still together to this day. So what was, what was wrong with me in my head? That's what I'm thinking. But I know there was nothing wrong with me. We just, we just didn't work out, but it would have been nice to just been broken up with, been given an explanation. Hey, I'm just not, not into you like that anymore, you know, I would have respected that. But the way that person went about it was just, was just foul. Yeah. So looking back, do you think 
there were any signs that you missed now looking back because hindsight is 2020 you could you got perfect vision sometimes when you look back over a situation versus when you were in it honestly i'm not sure because like i said we had great communication we talked every day hung out almost every day you know so it was just like one day you woke up and you didn't want me that's how it really felt trust me that can happen to you at any age. Um, we have a comment. It says, is it possible for a person to show love and affection all the time, meaning the honeymoon stage throughout the whole relationship? Absolutely not. And I think that's an unrealistic expectation. Now, were those your expectations, sweetheart? I hope you aren't needy like that. No, those, that's never my expectations. Um, I do know that there will be, you know, hiccups. I know that we're not going to get along every day. Not Some every days day, no. I'm not going to like you, but I can still love you. And I feel like that's where the the mishap happens because somebody feels like when you're mad at them, you don't have to show them any love. Mm. And that's just... That's just not true. Yeah, right? because then that means that your love is conditional. Mm. I have to act a certain way, be a certain way for you to love me. And that's not real love. It's not how I raised you either. And you know what else? I, I like what I like the fact that you've been very transparent and you said that when all of that unfolded with your with one of your best friends and your boyfriend at the time, how you questioned yourself. You were like, you know, you wanted to know what was wrong with me. Let me tell you something, baby. A lot of people go through it at all ages. A lot of women still go through it, no matter in the, whether they're in their 30s, their 40s, or their 50s. If they are betrayed by the man that they're involved with and their best girlfriend, yeah, that's that's a very human and natural emotion. But the but the thing you have to remember is what you said. There was nothing wrong with you, nothing. And it would have been nice had the guy stepped up and said, you know what. I'm no longer feeling what we had. I'm moving on to something else. Now, the something else should have been someone else other than your friend. Yeah, but even then, like, I would have never been mad had they just been honest. Like, if you feel that you have to lie to me and sneak mm -hmm. to do things with each other, that's, you're not being my friend. As a, as a friend, it hurt me more. Because I expect that from him. Because why do you expect that from him? Because men are just other creatures. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they come from planet Mars, and I don't know. <laughs> but as as my friend, you know, I felt like we had very open communication. You know, we hung out more than I did with him. Like every single day, we met first day of college. It was friends all the way you know through my first year up until they happened it's just like okay i felt that we had a good friendship going i felt that we could be open and honest right and you didn't feel like you could just come tell me hey you know after i found out you said that you know i couldn't control how i felt about like why could you just say that but here here's the thing though and I, you know I'm, I'm not the best person to have that con conversation as far as women around your boyfriends I'm, I'm not you know because your grandmother taught me a little bit different <laughs> because of her experiences but i question females young women and women like that 
Because at what point did you realize or did she realize that she had an attraction to the young man that you was at that time dating? And why didn't she express her feelings to you? But I guess it goes back to a level of immaturity. Have you ever thought about that? Like, Yeah, I, I definitely felt that she was very immature about the situation. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I felt like if she just would have, if she would have just allowed gave me that respect to just have that conversation you i don't say what like, like i like him too yeah or just, i think he's cute just been like hey you know i know that you guys were you know together i i'm starting to catch feelings for him do you do you feel some type of way and if so you know how can we continue to be friends and move forward or do you want to continue to be like just give me that respect lay it out on the table because you've already been caught the feeling so you might as well just lay it out there on the table and allow me to 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 voice my my opinion and allow me to do what i'm gonna do you know what um my question is um okay you're trying to peek and see the move i'll read it <laughs> um the ralph william podcast says i'm sure all of these relationship situations are the same across generations true she knows that because of some personal um, family stories that i passed down from our generations in my family and he says um there's a lot you can learn and take in from speaking with her mom and grandmom and any other older person that's been through it because everyone has been cheated on. That is so true. And that's the point, I guess, I wanna communicate to you as a young adult who's dating is that baby, you know what? Everybody's been cheated on. You can't, you don't know what, what age you're going to be when it happens, but just know when it happens, it happens. You know, sometimes depending on how much time and emotion you've invested into the relationship, you know, um, it could be more devastating than others, but it happens. And I, I just commend you for working your way through it. Um, I know that that's something that. Um, yeah, I really took a hit my uh, I remember, year. I remember that. <laughs> Cause that was just, that came out of nowhere. And it was just like, you know, I felt betrayed by everybody because even we had a friend group. So my that friends, up the, did yeah. that tear up the, the group, the chemistry yeah. all of you guys had? Because, you know, my friends, I had three other friends, they knew about it. They, they didn't, didn't, wait a minute, they didn't tell you either? They didn't tell me either and they why? knew. Why, but why? Did you ask why? Did you ask the question? No, I, I didn't feel the need to because I just felt like, I, I'm not a part uh, Obviously, I'm not a part of this friendship. Smart girl. You so I just right removed now. myself from it. But it's just like, if y'all just would have gave me that respect to just tell me, things could have went a whole lot differently. You know, and I, I forgave them. I was mad. I was angry. I was very hurt. But I eventually forgave them. I have no bad blood with any of them. I do want to say this, sweetheart. You know, I, I you know, I did ask the question, Do you, you know, why didn't they tell you? But... Essentially, people don't want to get involved in situations like that, especially if the remaining members of the the friends, the circle of friends was friends with the both of you girls. Sometimes people just don't want to get involved and it becomes way more messier and, you know, a lot of, well, you, you shouldn't have said that, it wasn't your business. So I kind of get that, but because I'm invested emotionally <laughs> and tied to you, I, I, I care. So 
give me two ways that you handle it. Two ways specifically. I know you're out of it now because I know you're, you're, you know, you're bright, brand new now. But tell our audience how you handled that situation. Two or three steps that you took to unravel yourself emotionally and be emotionally whole again, like you are now. Talk to us. What did you do? You gotta be sad. <laughs> Allow okay. yourself time to be sad. Yeah, you you. It's okay to be hurt. It's okay to not be okay. You know, and you have to you have to get all those emotions out because if you don't, you're gonna carry that into the next to the next phase of your life. And I didn't want to do that, so I allowed myself time to just be sad, be hurt, and then what I did was I went and found me a new friend. Oh God! <laughs> found me somebody who was more like me, who liked to do the things I do, who didn't think that I had to be their yes man. And, and it afforded me the opportunity to, you know, tell me, hey, you know, I didn't feel like this was right. And this is the type of friend that I'm going to be to you because I want you to see that not all friendships are going to be like this in college. And that helped to know that somebody else actually cares. And that's important. So at least you so with that experience, well, being one of your experiences, I, I think now you're building on what your your requirements are now whether it comes to a, a home girl a friend girl or a young man that you're interested in you have begun to set your set of standards and that is very important that you get that at a very young age okay you know what this is what i need from a friendship with uh you know a home girl if you want to be in my circle of girlfriends this is what i need from you if i'm interested in a guy He's got to be this, this, and that, or I'm just not going to deal with him. So, okay, so you've told me that. And I guess my next question is, if there was any advice that you would want from me or my generation, if you had a couple of questions or a question or two that you wanted to ask, what would it be? My question would be, um, it's very good. Where would my question be? Don't bat those cute <laughs> eyes over here, honey. Um, <laughs> I'm used to dealing, I'm used to teenage relationships. You know, I just, I just got into my twenties. So I'm used to the immaturity of a of teenage love, you know? Okay. So trying to transition into what it's like dating adults people who kind of lived a little bit longer than you and already went through their teenage phase and, you know, went through their um, period of error in relationships, how would you, how would you go about that transition? Because it's difficult. And, and I find myself, you know, talking to somebody older than me and it's like we argue every day because we don't, we're not on the same page. Well, <laughs> to address the latter part of your question, um, I think you're experiencing a lot of challenges now because this person is, is quite an age gap. And I think you jumped the gun as far as age because of what you, you experienced in college. That experience, you know, I want to be really 
to the left and say it left you with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. It traumatized you because, I mean, it was so much that went on with that that we haven't shared with the audience that left you feeling very defeated. So you went from dating college age guys to someone who's lived almost a generation ahead of you, who has a lot, has seen a lot. You know what I'm saying? Seen a lot and done a lot of the things that you have yet to do, you know? And you have to be open when you're dating someone who you know there's a, you know, a lot of differences to accepting the person's differences and allowing that person space to grow. But the common goal has to be, I wanna get to know you and understand you better, but you also have to ask yourself, do I like you enough to do that? Because patience has to be definitely a part of the equation. You have to be patient. Um, as far as my generation and trying to achieve I think my generation is trying to achieve what my generation thought it had <laughs> still because the dating climate has changed for everyone. Modern technology has changed the way people date. You know, people rather text than pick up a phone. My generation, you need to call me homeboy <laughs> or I don't, we can't have a relationship in text. We have to talk. That's the difference. Uh, my generation, we, you got to take me out and do things. Like I don't want to sit up in your house. I would say, Again, patience is key. You have to be around or find a group of people who have a common interest in you and from there move, move forward. Um, I think your, your generation would be setting yourself up for a, big, a major disappointment to um, expect the rules of engagement of my generation because of the age difference. It's just that I don't think parents are raising their children like that anymore. Um, I think the set of morals and values is not being implemented like it was back in my day. Back in my day, I was made to go to church. I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice in what I was taught in my home, whether I, you know, it was embedded and ingrained in me. You know, we went to church three or four times a week. I didn't raise you and your sister like that. You know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't like with an iron fist with that. I taught you the value of a higher being and praying a lot and, and turning to God and, and getting to know God for yourself. So since I taught you that, and you know that based on what I taught you, you're gonna look for somebody who mirrors your same value system, your core system, that's very important. I know that you said earlier that a person's religion really didn't matter to you. You weren't gonna be judgmental, you were open to learning, but it does make a difference if you decide to ever get serious. Because an example, you know, some cultures um, or religions don't believe in marrying a woman who's outside of their religion or, you know, if you're not a virgin, a lot of different things come into play. And, and that's, that's why I said I would never, I would never deny anybody for being that religion because you still got to learn, okay, so what is your, do I have to convert? Do like Janet Jackson did, <laughs> like all of these different <laughs> things that come with that. And if I'm not comfortable with it, then you just know you could always be my friend, but we just would never pursue anything other than a friendship. Wow. Okay. So with the experience that you had, 
What's your approach now with girlfriends and boyfriends? Are you open to still having your homegirls interact or meeting your, your, your special guy? Or have you kind of taken a different approach than, you know, walked away with something that you're going to do different? Actually, I don't have any problem bringing um, somebody I'm talking to around my friends. Okay. I feel like if we're together, if you're mature, you know, like, I just feel like that's just a given, like, you're not supposed to do that. But if you do that, I'm okay, you know? Right. But it's just like, even with that situation that happened, she was never around him. Like, all the time that we spent together, if they were together, I never knew. So that it doesn't really matter how much time that I see them together because if they want to be together that's what they're going to do that's true you you definitely can't control other people's actions wow I I you know what I learned a, a little bit more about you today and I, I respect you as a young woman and your choices I probably would want to invite you back so we could um go over some of the red flags specifically for your generation based off of the conversation we've had today in the podcast. But I will tell you and your generation that you need to be careful with the company that you keep. And um, red flags do exist for you young people. And if you don't pay attention to them, you can find yourself in a bad situation. You know, I don't know. I don't want to be negative about it but if you go on a date and you know and the young man has a gun in the car or he's carrying a gun you know that's a situation now you put yourself into that you don't know enough about him or his right to carry a, a concealed weapon or if he's a felon th things like that i mean my i think of so many things you know and i need for you and your generation to make smart choices when you're dealing with someone you know do they have a record how do they feel about their mother or their parents? Were they raised in a two-parent home? And if they were raised in a single-parent home, I mean, was God a part of their, you know, a lot life and a part of their household? You know, did he grow up in an abusive household? All of that matters because it plays a part into shaping that person's life and perspective and possibly how they'll move forward with you because you want to be treated well. Remember, you, you started off the podcast talking about, you know, I've watched the 90s type of love and, you know, the 70s type of love. But when I go out there to date, I don't see those type of people that are available to give me the type of love that I was raised on seeing. So what do I do? That's a, con a conversation for another show. But... Um, I um, definitely have enjoyed talking to you. And on a, on a final note, um, is there any words of encouragement? Because you did ask the question. I asked you, did you want to ask me my, you know, a question? Um, are there any words of encouragement that you have for someone who went through what you went through or who may be going through what you're going through with the dating challenges? Really, um, you just gotta, you gotta know who you are. You gotta know what you like. And mm -hmm. you gotta know what you're, you're willing to put up with. 
And, and you gotta be firm on that or else, you know, people will take advantage of you and will walk all over you and that, and that's never a good feeling. So, um, you know, keep trying, keep dating. Um, love is a wonderful thing. You just gotta, you just gotta find it. <laughs> it is a wonderful thing. All right, you know what? Um, I have definitely enjoyed talking to you um you have enlightened your mom and i'm going to invite you back for another um second part so are you open to coming back yeah i'm open and with that thank you guys for tuning in and um you can find us on facebook at true diva speaks um, on Facebook, look us up on Instagram, Diva Speaks underscore official. And you can email me personally your comments at divaspeaksofficial at gmail.com. I thank you all so much for tuning in to this pop-up podcast edition where Diva Speaks relationships with the young adults. I promise you that this will be the first of many conversations to be had. I'm actually thinking about assembling a panel of young adults so that we can all get together and chop it up and possibly having some, um, a few adults my age so we can engage in some conversation and educate one another because not only do the young adults need educating, but my generation need educating on what you guys are going through and if you have questions, let's all talk about it because that's the only way that we're going to change the dating climate. Until then, the diva has spoken. Diva Speaks podcast is the premier relationship podcast that explicitly deals with relationship matters from a woman's point of view. No subject is off limits. Relationship challenges, sex, intimacy, dating, infidelity, finances, heartbreak, and situationships are all a part of the discussion. Your relationship matters.